Okay, welcome to Couple Skate. Welcome I'm the Couple Skate. I'm Emma Arnold. I'm Ben. And this is our podcast. <laughs> See, the live stream, they always get all the little treats. They get all the little mess the, up the romper jumper details. Yeah, they get the romper jumper details. <laughs> all they they got that lovely story about my ass. <laughs> there will be more. I will say, uh, why don't we start it out with a little news? My and Couple Skate is part of this. My YouTube uh, got 1.1 million views in 2020. Wow. Yeah. Couple Skate was about 900 of those. <laughs> they were mostly we my special. Even, we didn't even start it um, until mid summer. Yeah. And we've only had just a few episodes. It's more than it's more than 900. We've had we've had a few thousand yeah. views at and least. we haven't promoted it at we all. We have not done a very <laughs> good job. I told Alex I was like we need to make some like little graphics cards, some little pop-up see funsies and he's like, "Let me just get these edited first. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." He's had some extra. Yeah, and I can help with the graphics too. Oh, we yeah, just haven't them. done that because mostly this was for us. Yeah. Um but it, yeah, it would be fun to have I still am. I'm year. still loving that somebody described it as David Lynchian. <laughs> that the, the the live stream. They're like, it's a very David Lynchian experience. I think it's your jacket and the fire and oh, the yeah. kind of Northwest feel, but also totally bonkers. And your and your outfit <laughs> and just all of it. Like everything comes together in this beautiful. Also the pieces. I love your furniture. Everything does have a kind of. I was like, that's correct. And such a compliment. I yeah. don't care if it was meant that way. It feels yeah. like it to me. Yeah, I have no idea how it was meant, but I know I took it and I took it like it was a major compliment. Well, and also because people have commented that like it's a live stream, but we've never once checked the comments. <laughs> never once. Occasionally I'll be like, oh, look. Someone is here. People are here, but we forget because it is but kind of for us. But how would you do that? You'd have to you have, have a laptop. To get up and You'd have to have a laptop. You'd have to be all engaged with uh, it and stuff. Not doing you know what? That. How about how about we'll do a special? Like we'll do one where we just are. It's a Q and A. It's a chat. We'll do a chat sometime. You look so <laughs> into that. You're like, and oh, no, I'm not. Do you just know after four years of doing this podcast? that um, we've just now started to figure out the technology and now you want to add like another piece of technology? I hit record. Okay, we're yeah. ready. Let's we're ready. do it. I hit record. <laughs> There's batteries. What do you want? <laughs> I think we're ready. Hit the ground. Let's run. <laughs> I just think we should be realistic about our capability. That is probably true. <laughs> that is true. I do, I do feel like in the pandemic, I am getting... I have an idea. People could write in beforehand. There you go. Mail it. So, we'll send you an, a P.O. box. So make the comments on this episode. There you go. Of the questions that you want answered. We'll, we'll go, read those. We'll go read those. And then next one, next time, we'll give a shout out to... Yeah, that's a great idea. If you have... Jim Bob 75 Yeah. And we have... Also, I as I was saying that to you, I was remembering... Okay, so to back up just a tiny bit, my friend, uh, a really good friend of mine... Congratulations, by the way, on over a million views. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, it's one of those at first I was kind of like, that's cool, right? And then you immediately, like, you know, I have friends who who get like a million views every half hour. And so you kind of immediately like go like, oh, well, that's not, I guess not that big of a deal. But, you know, it's... For not traveling at all this year. For not touring at all. and Yeah. And uh, Mike Carroza, who I do a game night with on Saturdays, he was like, I'm going to brag about it for you because I know that you will be just like, oh, it's fine. It's nothing. And also I texted it to my mom. I was like, hey, I got him. I showed her like the little graphics card they uh, send you. And my mom was like, 
thrilled and I made it apparently I always thought it would be when I finally got interviewed by Terry Gross that my oh, mom would be yeah. like oh my god but like not that she's very supportive but I think also it's all sort of ephemeral sure but like a million is that. a number a right. mom can latch on to right a million views on YouTube she immediately texted my aunts Emily got a million views you know so I felt like I felt like it, she appreciated it and that made me kind of go like that is cool but it's also you know it also, it's not as bad as Spotify. Spotify was like, you got 120,000 views. And I'm like, I made $59. That's how much money I made from Spotify this year. Wow. YouTube is a little better. Like I make a couple hundred and it's mostly my special is doing crazy well during the pandemic. But like uh, Showtime, hit me up um, if you want to buy it. But yeah, it's been like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. But anyway, so um, this friend of mine just started doing online dating and she's been posting some of the cr like craziest shit that men said to her. And one of the things was uh, a guy out of the blue messaged her. He's holding a pair of pink fuzzy handcuffs in his the profile picture. His name is his name was cuff you up or something like that. Cuffing it up. And he said, you look like a sweet submissive opening line, opening line. Uh, and she, you know, she, we laughed about it. She sent it to me. We were laughing about it, but, um, I was like, that's fine. It's funny. I used to get so many messages like that from men, just like on every yeah. platform. And I was like, it's funny. I don't get. And I was like, oh, because you don't read anything anymore. <laughs> All of my accounts are private. The DMs are shut off. And when I get stuff from people I don't know, I do not read it anymore because it's uh, you are a sweet submissive. Nine times out of 10. Yeah. Occasionally, maybe I miss something cool, but... Most of the time, it's somebody asking if I'm a sweet submissive, which I'm not. So, <laughs> in case that yeah, was I, I would not say clear. that was it. That was 95 percent of my experience in online dating ten years ago. The one time that I did it, it was all just like either really short, like "Are you up?" or some kind of a like lewd uh, comment about your physical person, or yeah. you know, "Do you want to suck my cock today?" Yeah. Well, probably not today, but do you want soon? You know, do, soon. soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she, the wild thing she's been going through. And she's pretty naive. Um, she hasn't done a ton of dating. She was Mormon for a long time and was like, you know, you're one and done and then got divorced and is not Mormon. And um, but she I, I think she's been a little shocked because like she, she was like, I've been talking to this guy and he like doesn't want to give me he, he won't friend me on Facebook and I he won't give me his last name. I'm like, he's married. He's very obviously married. And she's like, well, what's he doing on a dating site? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's sit down. I'll make some tea. We have some talks to do. But that's why uh -huh. I was like, you know, as much as I love on some of my paint and chats and stuff, I interact and people are for the most part pretty decent. But like, it's not like I'm dying to hop into the comments. I'm sure people who watch this are lovely, but it's like we haven't probably checked that because we've been women on the internet long <laughs> enough to know you don't really look at the comments unless you're like, I feel like cutting today. Right. And I'd like to keep the mood up. Yeah. That's why we're, up. that's why I'm here. And yeah. I'm going to see something that like hurts my feelings yeah. or that, I, that I'll have a reaction to or that I'm going to have to engage with some kind of commentary that I, that, I'm not prepared to do that right now. Like on that day, the guy was like, you guys are MILFs. And we were like, okay, <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That's where that ends. Yeah. Always. So we don't, we will, we will check. We'll have, even though your face said no all over it, <laughs> we'll check the comments on this one. I kind of figure I'm always like, that's for you guys. You guys can jump in. You can talk to each other. I check them afterwards sometimes. Just but especially, also you're a performer yeah. and that like you have spent so much of your adult life engaging with strangers yeah. or 
you know, building. You build this. a thick skin. You do. You get a callus for sure. From yeah. That. And I'm like a government employee. <laughs> You're a soft, sweet baby over there. Like, <laughs> and I mean, I also don't ever think of like when I'm doing, doing this podcast, I, it almost, it's kind of like being in a plane. When I'm in a plane, I'm not afraid of being in a plane because it's too far from what I can comprehend. Yeah. Like that science is so beyond me that I really almost don't know that it's real. Yeah. Like, you're just like, we're in a bus. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I can see it. I, uh, I get it. Sure. But I'm, I'm not, I don't get it enough to be worried about it. Yeah. And it's the same with this. It's just like, I'm just here talking to my friend. And you set your phone up. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's, I mean, that's the way to do it. Cause if you get up in your head, okay, well okay. now we got a boo-boo. Is that the dog's name? Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> boo-boo. Serge, boo-boo's talking to you. Um, yeah. yeah. You have to kind of be like that. And you do get like, you know how people are like, don't read the comments. And that's true. Especially when you're a fresh performer and someone can break your heart by being like, your teeth are ugly, but you do eventually just hit a point where you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thanks for being a fan, you know. <laughs> you don't. I always feel really bad for those people because I'm like, this is your life that yeah. you're like on the internet and randomly like attacking and just being insulting to somebody. And you are so much of a coward that you have to like hide behind some silly name online. Like, yeah. That's really pathetic to me. Trolls are so pathetic to me. It's It seems like such a sad use of one's time yeah. to just be like, you're ugly <laughs> and to yeah. seek it out yeah to like be that's how i want to engage with people is and you to do, just be shitty when i was like and also you know when i was a younger performer a lot of the messages i got from men were like i was you know i was pretty sheltered and i was a mom and like a lot of the message I, messages i got and the comments i got were pretty shocking and now i just like i i think i like it's almost like I've compartmentalized a part of my brain for that stuff and like on Twitter when somebody says something awful to me like I don't even really read it I don't even really see it I just sort of like glance at it and block and I don't it doesn't like affect me in any way like how it used to and it is it is like a weird like somebody was complaining about uh, our city council person Lisa Sanchez who's a friend of mine and they were like she just seems like she takes everything personally I'm like yeah She's not a She's fucking a person. career politician, <laughs> you know, like she ran, she decided to run for city council and won and has been like trying to learn how to be a politician at the same time. She's learning how to be a public figure. And that can be like very, being a public figure. It, it takes a, a while to sort of figure out. But also what is I mean, I, I understand that, like for your own mental health, that you have to draw that barrier. But what? What what is the criticism that she takes everything personally? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, why is that? And a, a lot bad of thing? it is personal because yeah. I and I have said so she's much that the they attack non-white her with, person, and they attack her personally. Exactly. So why wouldn't she take that personally? She's gotten threats against her life. I feel like that's okay to take personally, you know. And yeah, and I feel like people a lot of times will will say like, well, she just she always kind of turns things back around and makes it about her. And I've been like, she's one of the few people on the city council who hasn't been there for a decade and who doesn't um, um just sort of, I don't know. She she has a personal experience and she shares it as someone from the working poor, you know, who actually can relate to who is a renter who can actually relate to a lot of these struggles instead of just being kind of like. I don't know. I feel like a lot of politicians, you do sort of eventually become veneer, you know? Right. Even even some of the ones I've voted for, I'm like, 
yeah, I wish you would take this a little more personally. I wish you, I wish this did stab a little when you hear these things, you know? Right. Instead of just talking about somebody else's experience, it's your experience or the, the experience of your yeah. community. And yeah, I, I, I think that's why she is where she is, is because we need people like that. And we voted for her. Yeah. So that we would have that voice yeah. represented. Yeah. And I'm glad she takes it. I mean, not, I'm not glad because I feel like, yeah, it probably does hurt her. And it probably is really hard uh, to process that as frequently and as viciously as she's often attacked. But um, I appreciate that she's willing to kind of be in the line of fire. Yeah. And fight back. Yeah, because I'm not, you know, <laughs> I had a minute at the beginning of all this where like in June where I was like, um, I talked to a couple people and I was like, I'm actually considering running for something like I might do. I don't know what yet, but I'm kind of thinking about it. And um, and I after after like five or six months, I was like, oh, you know, what's nice being able to call someone an asshole. Like that's my the one of the greatest things about my job is like you're not a journalist you're not a pub- you're not you're a public figure but you're not a politician you get to sort of exist outside of that and your job is basically to point out assholes you know and i really love that aspect of my job and have started to appreciate it more especially watching a lot of the local journalists have to like do this juggling act of like trying to respectfully deal with anti-masker like pro-virus people who are like herd immunity and they have to be like well Jen Dickinson of CUNA <laughs> feels like old people should die. <laughs> what a city. Okay. You know, like you have to, like they have to sort of treat, uh, treat that with a certain way. Whereas I can just be like, Jen's a dick, you know, <laughs> and that's nice. I don't want to be a politician anymore. I, not that I'd probably get elected, but I, I still, just, I think I'll stick with this being okay. a professional dick. Well, you're hired. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do this week? What have you got going on? Oh. I have a list of things, but I don't know. No, I, yeah, I don't. Good. I don't have a list of things. It's Christmas. I did a massive amount of shipping this week. Did you stay away from Amazon? Were you able to? I did stay away from Amazon. Good. I, but I, that was never what I was never reliant on Amazon for anything anyway. So that wasn't hard for me. Um, I did spend 46 minutes on the phone with Crichton Barrel. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I placed an order in mid-November thinking I'm just going to take care of all this Christmas stuff way early and I'm going to be perfect, uh, get everything in the mail. And then um, they they didn't ship and they didn't ship and they didn't ship. And then finally I got this notice that they had shipped and I was like, Oh great. I'm going to get what I ordered. So I ordered all this stuff from crate and barrel, including two wooden spoons. And so I had been waiting for this package and held back all my shipping until I got this box. And then the box arrived and it was just the two wooden spoons. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) And it was like a big, big box. I hate when they do that. And so then I called them on Monday and I talked to the, the loveliest lady, Lynette. She was really nice. I felt, I feel so bad for people in the service industry right now. It's got to be horrendous. Um, But in the end, um, she could not tell me when or if my items are going to ship. <laughs> Great. And so together we decided to just cancel the order. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> but thanks for the spoons, Crate and Barrel. <laughs> I got everything from Etsy almost. Oh, almost wow, everything. awesome. Yeah, because I and, and friends shops. Like I got these lovely I lo- I was going to say, I love, love those. That's from my friend Sierra's uh, shop, uh, La Palm Chic. 
L a p o m m e c h i c, and um, she she is a lovely person, and she like works with diabetic kids all summer. She does like a camp for diabetic kids. She has diabetes, and she's lovely. She has this lovely shop. She can't work at all during Corona, obviously, because she has very serious health problems. But um, so I tried to buy from her and from like a couple other friends, and I tried to buy art from people. I did buy some art this year. That was great. And I, but I got a bunch of stuff off Etsy. Like, uh, is it Etsy? Etsy? It's Etsy. Etsy. Yeah. Um, I got um longboards for the kids. These oh, custom made wow. longboards from this place that we had them for really, really cheap. And um, because I tried to get stuff, I was like, usually the kids just want like video game bullshit, and I was like, I'm trying. I tried to get stuff that I knew would like get them out and doing some yeah. other shit so i got them those and but i've tried to do i did a ton of shopping off of etsy and which was fun but very it's like i don't really like shopping ever anyway and i really hate online shopping and yeah. i get into etsy and i'm just like oh so many things. i try etsy but so often it's like you put in a search and like i wanted a cool nightlight because we built this new bathroom but it's it's entirely in in the house there's no window or anything so in the middle of the night i get up there get in there and it's like a black hole yeah <laughs> and so i was like you know i just really want like a cute nightlight that i can put in there but the the plug-in is really visible it's just like right above the sink area so i want something that's not hideous so then i went to etsy and then i was just like there's like something like 425 pages of night yeah lights, yeah and i don't know how to like get less you're like, i'm like blue i guess <laughs> blue and it's like 429 you're like that's more how yeah so i i'm not good about the search yeah because i don't usually know what i want if i see it then it, and it's perfect then i'll buy it um but yeah it actually i wanted curtain tie backs and it took me six months on etsy yeah to finally order some curtain tie backs i have had stuff in my cart since 2011 i swear to god like or they'll be like just be like they'll "Ah." be like why are all the curtain tie backs from france yeah or there's a huge like russian contingent there's a ton of cool shit from france that everything i found for for alex that i really liked was shipping out of the uk or france and it was like will be there whenever you know and i was like wow that was supposed to be a french and also like do i really want to buy a 12 dollar item that i'm then going to you know have the carbon footprint yeah like of international shipping there was this lovely uh adhd planner that i wanted to alex has adhd and i wanted to get him it's this lovely planner and it was out of the uk and this woman makes these lovely they're so cool and he's been uh, he's been off Adderall for about a year, and it definitely makes like in some ways it's better, but it definitely makes a difference for like remembering to do stuff. Like when I'm like, "Hey, I'll give you a blowjob if you edit this podcast," and he still forgets. He still <laughs> how do you still forget that? Uh, it's a good blowjob. Okay, it's not the blowjob's fault, but he just is like ADHD. You can you can have a hard time like prioritizing sometimes. So I was like, "Oh, this will be perfect," and it was it was like fourteen dollars for the notebook and thirty five dollars for shipping, and I was like, "I should just buy a notebook and write ADHD on it, I guess," because like I feel guilty having someone ship me a notebook for sure. You're like, "Nah, we don't." Come on. I did buy one thing um, off of Etsy for my nephew who lives in Alaska, and I was looking for this. Uh, it's called the Action Man doll. So it's like the most generic doll, but it's like a 14-inch doll, but it's a pilot. They have a pilot and like an army man kind of a thing, but it's just 
like so it looks like it's a fake thing but it was actually like a big deal i guess in britain and they they re uh, they reissued action man and i was like this is great he loves planes he can play with this doll um and it was three dollars to ship from the uk to alaska that's and i was wild. like okay then yeah, I guess. <laughs> action man it is maybe i'll get alex an action man maybe that but if be i better. ordered it here it would have been twice the cost for the doll and then you know 14 dollars shipping so i always love i love shopping for other people but whenever people are like what do you want i'm always like nothing yeah i never want anything yeah. i don't know and also if you get me something i probably won't like it yeah yeah <laughs> I like I was I told I always am like I don't know I like makeup or like <laughs> earrings I guess because those are easy stuff to find for girls girl stuff I guess uh robes a tampon yeah just give me some tampons a stick to bite on did I tell you that I bought cabbage patch dolls did we already talk about this no oh my god so there was a podcast a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, um, and I'm not going to be able to remember what it's called, but it's it's a podcast I listen to frequently where uh, she like talks about some something that happened in culture and revisits it. So she revisited uh, Jane Fonda's workout and like did this deep dive journalism into the Jane Fonda. Oh, workout. fun! I will listen to that. I freaking love being fascinating. Fonda. So um, anyway, she did one on the Cabbage Patch Kids, and it was so interesting. But it also made me incredibly nostalgic yeah. for Cabbage Patch dolls. And you can still order them um, from the original company that makes them. Um, and I don't know, it's somewhere, it's like the, the it was like Appalachia was on the, on the return address. Um, and you can pick them out like with their hair and their really? eye color. Did you did you get a repeat of what you had when you were a kid? Did you have a cabbage patch as a kid? Yes, I had a cabbage patch as a kid. Her name was Sheena. I love it. Was that what you named her? Or did she come no, no, with no. The she, they come with the okay, yeah, yeah. They come they with the, the name. Um, let me find this podcast really quick because you would really like to listen to it. I know. I um, I love that. I had a pot. Of, I had a cabbage patch as a little girl. I wanted one. You know, my mom didn't really do gendered toys. It's called so. Dakota Ring. Dakota Ring. Okay. And it's through Slate. Okay, I'll it's check it out. fantastic. That sounds so exciting. But so, no, I bought them for my niece and my nephew. And I got them a cabbage patch that looks like them. And they arrived. Oh, and it had that, like, you know, it's like this big of a box, a box. And it's ah. got that, like, plastic that you know the sound of. Like, yes. And it had their little framed um, birth certificate. Oh, it was just, I mean, I have a feeling that neither of them is going to give a shit about their cabbage doll, but I'm, I love it. I might get one for myself because I had one, I got one from my grandma, Tara. She had blonde hair and pigtails and did she um, have the yarn hair or the corn silk? Nope. Yarn hair. And, um, I drug her around everywhere as a kid. And then I had it, had her tell I was an adult. And then when we moved to Mississippi, when I was seven months pregnant with Calvin, we moved to Mississippi and someone stole out of our car my Cabbage Patch doll and the jean quilt my grandmother had made for me before she died. And that's it. Nothing. Like, we had all of our possessions in, like, a Jeep Cherokee and a U-Haul. Someone had broken in, like, Slim Jimmed it, and that was all they stole was those two things, which was so bizarre. And, um, and I always felt very sad because that Cabbage Patch doll like meant the world to me as a kid and I was always so sad and like 
I mean, I don't know if I would feel like replacing it was feel the same or if it has to have the squeeze it, the purple squeeze it stains on her from our fishing trips when I was a kid. You know, like, does it still have the, is it the right amount of nostalgia? But I love that you can still get Cabbage Patch dolls. Yeah, and the story was so interesting about the guy who invented them, uh, Xavier Roberts, and kind of the process. They had been fine art dolls, actually, and they sold for, like, thousands of dollars. And then he had this hospital where uh, it was kind of like a, a... like an art piece where you would go in and everybody that worked there was like nurses and doctors and they would talk about these uh, dolls like they were actual people and then you would adopt them, you didn't buy them. Oh, wow. And then um, they went into kind of the psychology of why they were so popular and what they did that was so genius was they marketed them to parents. They didn't market them to kids at all. And because they were so simple during a time when in the mid 80s, all of the toys were like, noise-making needed batteries and they were just this like really innocent uh toy and they also capitalized on the possibility of individualizing toys whereas before all toys would be the same so if you got the train set you would have the same train set as your friend so this was each of the dolls had a you know different original name they had different eye color they had different hair and so that's why they were so successful when they first came out and people were like fighting over them in the stores there was four kids in my family and we got four cabbage patch kids wow the first christmas wow and my grandma knew somebody who worked at a toy store and was able to negotiate that and let me tell you i was the biggest fucking celebrity (laughs) (laughs) that was probably the peak of my fame at my household and we each had one that looked like us so mine had long brown hair Bijou's had short curly hair Peter's was like short you know brown hair and Hadley had a baby named Norm oh that's really cute a baby named Norm I love it oh man and she got really obsessed with Cabbage Patches so I hope that she'll appreciate it because in the end she inherited all the Cabbage Patch dolls and then eventually got more so we have pictures of her with oh, wow. like her entire brood cute of cabbage patches she had a whole i kind of inherited because my brother he wasn't into his like he was just not i also think that year it was sort of heartbreaking because one of my grandmas got us a cabbage patch and the other grandma made us dolls that looked like us oh. and so it was very like thanks for this dumb doll that looks like me and so they sort of competed although i still have the doll that looks like me and not the cabbage patch so there you go yeah but you know she had like hand sewn these beautiful dolls that all like looked like us and i remember other kids because you know we grew up in a really like highly mormon area where they were making a lot of dolls anyway and i i remember having disdain for kids who had that (laughs) cabbage patch doll i was like ew you to you like, <laughs> how incredibly awful now when i think about the work that must have gone into mm-hmm. that and because you couldn't get them and also because you can't always afford something like that but yeah oh yeah yeah it was a real um it really stratified oh yeah you know the class yeah who had them and who did oh it. well maybe i'll get myself one i usually get and my they're own. like 35 dollars yeah crazy that they're still like they aren't like nostalgia prices on them you know no. they're not like 75 no yeah i know i when i got that box it was all i could do to not like open it up and like 
you know, like touch the sniff. hair and yeah. I would have. Oh, man. I would have imprinted on that cabbage patch <laughs> so fast. You can have her, but she's technically mine. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was a really fun um, thing that I got to do for Christmas. That and is we'll fun. We'll see how it goes over. And then I got Action Man. Action Man. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting all these kids' dolls. I got. That's who I am now. That's your doll. Your doll, Auntie. I love it. I we don't do presents within because we have such a big family that years ago, like 10, 15 years ago, we were like, we're only doing presents for immediate family. We're not getting each other presents. I it was just kind of decided like it's just too much. Um. That said, I was like, oh, I feel like I should get my parents and my aunt something this year just because, like, we haven't been able to, like, see each other or, like, you know, really hang out in the same way. But then I was like, yeah, I'm going to totally do that. And then today I realized it is December 17th, and I never – I still have, like, stuff on my list that I've been like, I'm going to do that, like, a couple weeks before Christmas. And then that's it. It's almost done. So I guess I'm done Christmas shopping. I'll make everybody some cookies. We really tried for a few years to do the, like, pick the names. And because our family just has grown and grown and grown. Everybody has husbands and wives and kids now. Um, but it just does not stick. Yeah. Everybody, for some reason, wants presents. And it is unbelievable how much effort it takes to get everybody presents. Yeah. It's... And ship the presents. And, you know, I I did so much shipping this year. I actually did way more even than I have because I kept hearing about people like, well, you know, everybody's been alone and it really makes a difference to people when people reach out. And, like, people were posting about, like, they'd gotten Christmas cards. Like, I've never seen anybody post about getting Christmas cards before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, people really need that this year. So I ended up shipping to people that I think probably I've never sent something to before. But especially my friends that are single. Yeah. Um, or people who don't have a lot of family near them. I, well, yeah. Like, now I'm just feeling like a fucking dick. Just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't do that. I just got a bunch of Christmas cards. I was like, peace. Thank you so much. I never do Christmas <laughs> cards. I always do Valentine's. Yeah, I love getting um, a Valentine from you. And you do postcards. You have been yeah. sending me postcards for years from, like, post falls. I, I have them all. I still have them because I keep them because I love it. I do it. love to send postcards. I love getting a postcard from Post Falls, Idaho. And you're like, well, we had a steak here. The hotel was a little bit damp. And I was like, I love it. Those details are so cute. Yeah. I love I, to send postcards. Especially for someplace like Post Falls. Hey, hey, hey. I got a lovely package from Alaska from a, a booker friend who lives there, and um, she sent me, like, it was like a taste of Alaska, and it had, like, salt and coffee and all this lovely stuff in it, like sea salt, you know, and all that stuff. And I told her, I was like, this was all the stuff when I was there that I wanted to buy for myself, but instead I spent, like, all my money on stuff for the kids and then was like, it's, it's okay, I don't need to get anything. And so she made, like, a little package, and she was like, yeah, nice. I know, and she sent me... Which was super, super thoughtful. And then we just got, like I said, the treats box from Alex's mom is, like, she's incredible. She's, like, the most incredible baker. And, like, the, the little stockings have, like, they should make cookie stockings. They have the kids' names on them and stuff. They're beautiful. So, yeah, other people are very thoughtful. <laughs> I suck. I did notice this year, and somebody else commented, that they got way fewer Christmas cards. So I think a lot of people either are going all out or are doing 
nothing. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, it's whatever your personality type, it hits you one way or the other. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I never have done Christmas cards just because like, I, it will never be that organized. I'll never be that person. I don't have everybody's address in one spot. Well, you know why I did? Because I sent out wedding announcements. You are, yeah, you were all So set. actually that was the reason that I already had everybody's address and I was like, oh, well I could send them something. See, I'm probably not even going to do that. So <laughs> I'm just going to get married. And I have to say, if the, here's my pro tip, make a friend at the U.S., uh, at the um, UPS store. I know I've been going to the same UPS store on Vista for, I don't know, six or seven years. The lady and her husband that own it, Elizabeth and Mark, are so nice. They have helped me with so many projects, like, you know, copies and posters and things that I've had to do and shipping over the years. And so they are crazy, crazy busy. And I just took all my packages to them. And Elizabeth was like, I'm just going to take these and I'll call you with the total. Oh, that's nice. Oh, my God. Everybody is standing there for like 45 minutes to an hour. And you just roll in. I just roll in. <laughs> and everybody knows my name. They're like, thanks, Jocelyn. Thanks, Jocelyn. That's a good idea. <laughs> One of the best relationships I've ever cultivated in my life is the shipping gal. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, you know what? I really need to like send them some kind of a Christmas, you know, something. Something. something because yeah. that's just, they are so bonkers this year. They're oh, yeah. usually crazy busy. And now they're trying to do the whole thing, like, in masks with distancing, and yeah. the shipping is just crazy. I See, I'm a USPS girl, though. I like the post office. and You I can ship this, post office there. Oh, you can? You can yeah. Oh, you can? See, I don't know. I never, I don't ship anything because I'm not thoughtful, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, in All fact, right, that's right. how I ship most of my stuff because they have um, those uh, priority shipping boxes, so you just go in, grab all the boxes, Fill them up and then take them in and then they okay. ship everything. I I have two packages to send, so I will send them there. I have a, a couple things I'm sending to some. And you can stop at Lee's Candies. <gasps> I know. Okay, I've been debating because I want to go to Lee's so bad because my favorite candy in the world is the chocolate covered cinnamon bears. And every year that's what I get the kids. I always do most of our stocking stuff at Lee's to support the old ladies there. But I also feel like, ah, oh, I, like, haven't wanted to go in there because I'm like, I don't want to give these ladies COVID. They are really, they, they're all masked up. They're, I went this morning thinking that it wouldn't be too bad. There was one other person in the store. Oh, really? Okay, I'll just go in the morning. Yeah. I've just been like, God, same with all... Pastry Perfection. Lee's Candy and Pastry Perfection are my two yeah. favorite places in Boise. And, and honestly, the girl that helped me today was, like, my age, maybe younger. Oh. So good. Maybe they have some younger people work in the front because because yeah. they're both both those places are run by families. They've right. been they're like third or fourth generation, and they are like usually just like full of the old ladies who right. like you know it's sisters who run it. And I've just like pastry perfection. Every time I go in there, if somebody's not wearing a mask, I'm like, hey, you better not get these old ladies sick. Oh, I will. If you kill the pastry perfection ladies, yeah, you're done well, for this when, when, uh, when Easter happened. I was really worried about Lee's because my dad had called them. You know, we try and give them as much business as we can because we love candy, but also because it's an amazing, like, th third generation yeah. candy store. And their candy that is so good. Epically decorated. Yeah. I mean, it is like a candy 
carousel. It's so gorgeous. Um, anyway, my dad called them in and uh, when, when the pandemic first hit and they said, well, we don't know how we're going to run our business and we, we're probably going to have to go out of business. And so I bought like a shit ton of <laughs> candy off of their like rickety online ordering system. Oh my God. I tried to do their online ordering system. It is hilarious. Their online ordering, I was like, this, this should be, somebody should showcase this because it's so, actually I was shocked they had online ordering yeah. because it, I was like, power to it, but it is like you can also just call which is actually easier for us than the online situation <laughs> they have like these pictures that you can see that are taken like from a flip phone yeah like, and you can't <laughs> zoom in on them at all they're like really tiny and it, oh i know yeah, so i did that and then when when picked up but this time um i thought well i'm just gonna go when it's not busy because usually i mean you still have to take a number yeah you this is the only place i know of in the boise valley where you have to take a number in order to get waited on because it's perfection so, so so busy, busy. <laughs> sometimes i know sometimes i would go in and you'd have to like wait you know 25 minutes or something in line but it's worth it well i'm gonna go then because i've been feeling sad i did most of the kids um holiday christmas shopping kind of off of just like the fred meyer pickup which yeah. was a little like <laughs> Everybody gets a bag of Skittles Same. and a Coke <laughs> and uh, some grapes. So. And warmers. What else can you get? Little flashlights. Little flashlights. I know. I Cheap usually, socks. I usually get so many like little nicky knackies for the, stock, the stockings. And this year I was like, it's candy. You're just getting tons of candy. I, usually there's like little things to unwrap and fun little doodads. And this year, nope. Candy all the way. Yeah. I'm pretty. I've been the last you know as a mom you get pretty good like i just do my own stocking because i've learned my you know it's like if you don't see dave loves to do the stocking he's so but he does like i think it's probably his mormon heritage because he does Mm -hmm. the practical stuff Mm -hmm. like you'll get those like those little floss things floss toothpicks yeah and um he's a toiletries there's totally you know, more like because they do so care packages they do the best care packages uh-huh. i love a mormon care he's package. like what kind of soap would you like okay that's a good <laughs> I, i'm just gonna text dave and be like what should i put in this other than candy because <laughs> i usually do fun stuff like little toys and stuff like that also they're men yeah. you know being Santa changes a lot when I'm like, do you put condoms in? What do you do? What am I? You guys don't want like a little rollback car anymore. And warmers, cheap socks. I had a, <laughs> all the ideas I have. I had like a moment of being like the last few weeks uh, feeling like a lot of all like people our age, a lot of them are just starting to have kids mm-hmm. and have babies. Like a lot of my friends have babies right now. And all my friends from like, ages 30 to 45, just everybody's starting families. And I'm like, well, just about finished, wrap, wrap it up. And I was feeling kind of bummed out about it. And then the other night, it was so sweet. Calvin came upstairs and he crawled into bed with us and then just like talked to me for like two and a half hours. And was just like asking me questions about my, like really genuine questions. Like, why'd you stop being friends with so-and-so? That sounds like a really traumatic experience. You know, like asked me all these things was like, like genuinely for the first time interested in my life. And, and I could tell like having that moment where he was like, my mom is a person. My mom has traveled. My mom has done, like he was all of a sudden like, you're like a really interesting person. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And you know, it's what I had been kind of like sad about Christmas. I always get a little sad because it's like, it's so fun with littles, you know, to do Santa and all that. And when they're older, they're just kind of like, thanks, you know, and then they go back to their room and it's like, 
I, I was like, oh, that, this was actually, it was actually like one of the first times I've sort of seen like, oh, it's so nice to have older kids because you like, eventually, I don't know. It was just very, it was a very sweet situation because he actually like wanted to know all these things. And we had like this great talk and he had all these like thoughts about like, because he asked me a bunch of questions about the divorce, which had, we've you know, we've talked about plenty, but it was like insightful questions and like what was really going on because I know you couldn't talk to me at the time about and like you know I was still like appropriate boundaries with stuff and just like gush at him but like I was kind of just like yeah yeah you were perceptive that's what was happening with that and it was very cool actually so so I had a, a conversation with another friend and she was just saying how nostalgic she gets um she was like going to her bookshelf and finding all these things little notes and um I was like, I think I just missed that life stage because I didn't have kids. Yeah. And I didn't get married young and I didn't. And so I just, it's just like this hole. I don't have that. I don't have like a bunch of stuff that I'm holding on to that brings up a lot of memories. And I mean, every memory yeah. that I have, I mean, mostly I just wanted to look forward instead of backwards because I needed to get out of wherever I was. Yeah. And I didn't really feel um, <laughs> what... Oh I'm no. so sorry. Card full. <gasps> he can pull it from the live stream. Because card full. That's, I just thought, I should check and make sure we're still recording. Because something yeah. always happens. We're on the live stream. He can pull it from the live stream. Sorry, Alex. I don't, we don't need okay. these anymore. <laughs> Okay. Well, he should have checked for that if he doesn't want to I'm still going to talk. I'm sorry. You're telling us a beautiful thing. Oh. I'm going to move this a little closer since this is going to be our only audio. Um, keep talking. Keep going. Um, anyway, I think she thought when I was saying it that, like, somehow I was critical because she was saying, like, I don't know what to do with all this stuff. And it, it you know, it just makes me actually sad. It makes her sad. Yeah. A lot of this a lot of this stuff about her past um, because she just loved that time so much. I was just like, I just never loved a time in my life. I was always struggling. I was always in a bad relationship. And now, and I met Bodhi, he was already like a, a formed human being. Yeah. Like I, so I wasn't trying to influence him um, in any particular way as a, as a young child. And so you missed the cute years. I well, I mean, well, he was still he cute. Was, He's still he cute was, and, and he was like, really cute when I met him yeah, too. He was true. adorable. But you missed like the the baby, years. the formative, yeah. like where, yeah, I guess where you're doing all that stuff that's traditional nostalgic stuff, and no. I just have a hole. It's yeah. just gone. It's not there. I didn't ever get that. You're not like. Oh. This my third, my early thirties. Oh, weren't those precious? Now that um, every every one of my siblings has That's a child a... under the age of five, and many of my friends, like you said, have these young kids, and uh, it's just totally lost on me. Yeah, I'm just like I don't, I can't relate. I can't, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what it's like, what you're doing, and also I kind of don't. I guess because I didn't do it myself, I don't really have that much interest in it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of, even though I did go through it, and, like, I'll watch my friends, like, baby posts on Instagram and be like, oh, that's so sweet. And, um, but at the same time, I, like, 
I mean, it's like for every post where your kid is being adorable, they're screaming for two and a half hours also, you yeah. know, like, like with a baby, like, um, and my kids were very mellow, easy babies. Henry was kind of a yeller, but, um, like they were pretty easy kids. And plus, like, you know, I was 20, so I was like, you know, you don't even notice everything's anything. Chaos. Everything's <laughs> chaos. You're fine. We were living in a motor home, whatever. We are moving every four months. So I think like I have nostalgia for it partly because I feel like I was a young mom and when you're young, like that young, 20, you don't realize like time passes. So you're not like holding on to memories in the same way or like appreciating it. You know, I think especially because my kids were young and I was young, like a lot of times I was just sort of like frantic, you know, and tired and busy and not really like appreciating how cute they were. Although I did plenty of that too. But like, I feel like I, the nostalgia I feel is partly just sort of like, I wish I could go now and be the parent I am now right. where I understand that like this stuff goes so quick that there are one and then two and then 15 and it's so fast and it's like heartbreaking to, you know, like it's with Cal, like Calvin sitting there talking to me, uh, I'm very appreciative of the moment we're in, but also I wish I could go back and not be so befuddled by a lot. Like I had a lot of experience with kids and I had raised my brothers and, you know, had had worked in childcare and had been a nanny and I had I had a lot of experience with kids and so I wasn't like scared of being a parent, but like, you know, there's a lot of it that you're not expecting and especially if you don't have like a supportive partner. There was a lot of stuff that like was really difficult and I do wish I could go back and like relive that stuff and be better in a million ways, you know, but, but yeah. And I do, I miss like, I feel, and I kind of sometimes, I wonder if Dave ever feels this for you. I feel for Alex, like I'll be looking at pictures or videos of the kids and I'll be like, I wish you had known them when they were so cute. You just wanted to like break their face. Like you were just like, oh, I have to squeeze you into pieces. Cause they were so, my kids were so cute and so funny. And so like, just wonderful. And they're still all of those things, but now they're cute, funny adults yeah dave always talks about how he wishes that i knew bodhi when he was yeah. there, when he, he always oh, talks about on, his hair on. because bodhi has red the most amazing red curly oh, hair oh, sorry, sorry. and he is always um talking about how soft yeah. and amazing his hair was because yeah. his hair is amazing it's one of his best features but it's like i wish you would have been able to feel his hair yeah that's how i wish for alex and also i think for me Alex put it really well one time because I was kind of feeling emotional because I was just like, yeah, I, it's it's so hard because like I and he was like, you're the only person who remembers that stuff and you don't have anybody to share it with, which is true because like their dad wasn't really around for a lot of their childhood and I did a lot of that stuff alone. And so a lot of those like really sweet, adorable memories and we lived far away. So I, I wasn't around my family. So a lot of those best memories of my kids are stuff that like those are mine. They die with me. Nobody else gets to be like, oh, yeah, I I remember that. They were so cute. And your kids, when you try to share that stuff, they're just like, I know. Like, they have no nostalgia. <laughs> they, they are now. But you know who's going to really appreciate those stories is their partner. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I was saying that to my friend who was saying she's got all this stuff. And I said, well, one of my favorite things, because she was like, do I save all of this for them? Because they don't seem interested in it. And I was like, no, save it for whoever they end up with. <laughs> that's very because true. Because Dave's mom like probably a year ago just brought this briefcase of stuff that she had saved from Amazing. his childhood it is epic it's like <laughs> his terrible amazing art like letters that he wrote to his siblings as a kid stories he wrote you know and it's like there's a few pictures but 
to me, it just it was so wonderful to be able to see him as a child. Yeah. And to see, how, you know, where he ended up. Because so much of that is, like, it's just you from the very get-go. Yeah. You, know, you are who you are. And so it was so fun. I, like, pull it out every once in a while. <laughs> but that's so cute. Well, see, and, like... I had I had a big moment with that. My mom was like, I'm going through some of the Christmas stuff. I'm going to drop off a box. And my mom dropped off, gave to me our vintage Christmas lights, my, which my siblings and I have been fighting over. Oh. Gave them to me. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, those are like, we've always joked, like, when she dies, that's what will rip the family apart. Yeah. Got them. Me. Oh, right man. here. That's not the end of that and story. The whole, she gave a whole box of, like, our childhood ornaments to me. Because she was like, I'm just going through stuff. I don't want to, they don't really put up a tree anymore. They they didn't really, even when I was a kid, like I was the one who was like, we're doing Christmas, we're doing this. And my parents were like not super into it. So um, they put up an outside tree now. They get like, they like decorate the tree outside, but they don't do everything else. So I got all of our like childhood made, a whole bunch of stuff. I got my grandma's like vintage glass ornaments that are very fragile. And it was the first year where I was like, oh! <gasps> I can have fragile stuff on the tree because my kids have been little for so long and, you know, and we're so rough and tumble and always wrestling, still are, but at least now you can put it into a certain area. And I was like, I can have fragile ornaments on the tree. It was a big year for me. I was like hanging little <laughs> delicate things like, oh, it's finally happening. It's That's pretty awesome. nice. Yeah. 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 I, I've purchased all of my ornaments, my ornaments. Again, not nostalgic. I want a very specific look with my stuff. Yeah. So, but you know, I got really mad at my mom because I had a bunch of books from my childhood, like picture books, and she ended up giving them all to my niece. And she, I was like, well, what are you doing giving those? Those are mine. And she's like, well, what were you gonna do with them? You never had any kids. And this is the problem with being the, the person who doesn't have kids is that you are assumed to not value anything yeah. that might be, um, you know, from your past. Yeah. It was just like, well, why would Jocelyn want that? Why would Jocelyn want her cabbage patch? Yeah. Pass it on to a baby. Yeah. And, oh, man, I was mad. And there was one book that, like, I was just thinking about it driving the other day. I was like, I can't believe you get that book because that was my book. It was called Need a House Call Miss Mouse. <laughs> Do you know this book? No. This book I is amazing. <laughs> It's out of print. You could get a copy online right now if you wanted for several thousand dollars. Oh, my God. And it's about a mouse architect named Henrietta. And it's this big book. And it has all the houses that she's designed for all the different animals. But they're extremely elaborate pictures. And so that you can see, like, so like the, the house that she designs for the pig. Like, all the kinds of things that a pig would want in their house all the things that the lizard like the lounge lizard has this really cool like um lily pad uh like like bachelor pad but for the lizard i mean it's genius it's the most perfect can illustration you go steal this book back can you just sneak I mean, in and come put on, it in your how coat? petty am i i'm gonna oh complain my. about it for life <laughs> I'd steal it back. She's like, why would you want that? I'm like, I would look at that book right now. Yeah. I would get myself a cup of tea and I would look at Need a House, Call Miss Mouse. See, my mom still has, my mom is a hoarder. So she has all of our books and she didn't give them to anybody. So they're all on a shelf. But she also had like, I don't know, 17 grandkids or something. So she, they have the whole, their whole house is set up like grandkids central. And so like. 
There's like a bookshelf with all of our childhood books on there, all of our dress up clothes in a thing. And she kind of this year, because I think my youngest nephew is seven now. And she was like, I'm going to start getting rid of some of the little stuff. So if you want your stuff and I, we were all like, nah, toss it. And she's like, like, well, I couldn't possibly toss it, obviously, but please, anybody. And she kept asking, and all of us are, if you grow up with a hoarder, you're a lot more like, like Well, my I, mom has everything. She has everything, but she has decided that she's going to disperse it. Oh, and she's yeah. going to make the decisions on dispersal. Unbelievable. Which I think. Unbelievable. Wrong. <laughs> so wrong. If anybody uh, has a copy of Need a House, Miss Mouse. And John, Pidge is looking. Pidge is looking. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, you know, I was thinking of Bodhi. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking how we need to get the boys together. Partly because I feel like something Bodhi misses out on is the brother experience. Yes. Which was the other day I was trying to take a bath. I'd had a very stressful day with the kids. They were so good all week, last week, actually. They were so good, in such a good mood. Getting along so well, I started to get suspicious. Where, like, I'm like, what's... What's going on? What's happening here? Everybody was in a great mood. And uh, I went upstairs to go to, but they were kind of stressing me out because they're just, they're so loud, the three of them. They're just indescribable. Like that, that brother energy, boys just can, God, they're just so much. So they were wrestling and stuff. So I went to take a bath and while I was in the bath, instead of it being relaxing, they were having this massively loud argument downstairs about whether or not the Grinch has a penis. And I thought of Bodie because I was like, poor Bodie never gets to have this debate with a bunch of boys downstairs. Never gets to have this loud to like it was Thank such God, not at my house. <laughs> it was so loud and just so like this back and forth and I was I mean it was very funny, but I was also just like in the bath where I had like put lavender oil in and had put some Epsom salts and lit a candle and I was like, I just need like a little bit of like quiet, just like detox a little bit because I was feeling so stressed out and then they're just down there like I don't think so I mean why it, he doesn't wear pants and you know the the conclusion they came to is that he's a chicken <laughs> he's a chicken uh, I think they, that's probably pretty close he has a body kind of like a chicken yeah. and they're like he he has a he's like a chicken yeah. and they're I know how a chicken's reproductive system works but they don't and they were like nobody knows how chickens have sex either that's like the Grinch and I was like people and there's no way to ever find out <laughs> It's so, a big mystery. So that's what they came to. The end. Uh, Calvin argued that that the Grinch is like Santa, and that San, like Santa doesn't have to procreate. There's not like you know tons of Santas running around. Well, Santa does have a wife. I know. I, I Henry pointed that out. I don't think Calvin was ready for that reality. <laughs> Thought Mrs. Claus was his sister. <laughs> oh, they're fucking. Uh, he was not ready. He was not there yet. So. But they, it was so funny, and I thought, poor Bodie. We got to get them together. So, because I was just picturing, he's so sweet and so sheltered, and my kids would be totally just. He would just be like, <gasps> yeah. And you know what the problem is? Is that uh, they they have something naturally in them that uh, leads them to sibling behavior. But if they don't have any siblings, then they try and interact that way with you. Yeah. And I'm always like, I don't need another little brother. Yeah. I already had one. Yeah, you already lived through that. You already did your time. So please, you know, he does the, like, the fart. We call it fart vampire, where he comes up behind you and just blows on your neck like a fart noise. Oh, nice. That's good. That's a good little brother behavior. Oh, I hate it. Or just, 
you know, just pestering. Mm-hmm. And it's totally sibling behavior. I'm like, I know, because I had three siblings, exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. And you don't have anybody else to take this out on, except for me. And I'm not, I'm not here for it. <laughs> I know. That's what I, like, I totally I get having an only child because you, like, when people have talked to me and they're like, they only have one and they're like, we're thinking about a second. What do you think? And I'm like, there's, listen. You should have no less than three. Yeah. I am, I think. You have to, they have to be able to build factions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they need to learn it with. With three, they they gang up on one, and they, but that is always switching. Always Whoever, switching. It's always switching. The alliances are always switching. I, I mean, I can't speak for four because I, I stopped at three, but I grew well, up, we in, had I grew up four, with five. And I think you have to at least have three. Yeah, three is a good, it's a it's number. three also, or none. Three, three plus. You have to have the stuck-up know-it-all oldest, <laughs> the problem shitty middle kid, and the the little bitch youngest who's like, this isn't good enough. I hate this. Who's going to help me? Like, you have to have, and if you have more than three, you will still have those dynamics scattered within. Yeah. But I feel like that's, you're meant to have three shitty people. <laughs> or none. Or, or none. Or to be a I would also being. recommend yeah. none is the thing, too. So Yeah. No, also, I grew up in a family of four, and now every, all of us have one child. Oh, funny. All of us have a, have an only. And I'm just like, you guys, it's bad. Doesn't work. Gotta have... I All those with... only children now? <sighs> oh, yeah. I grew up with five on one side, three on the other, and uh, no, no kids from my two half-brothers as of yet, but they're quite a bit younger than me. But then we have... What do we have? Um, three, four... Three, two, four, two. So everybody has multiples. Everybody has a lot of kids and step kids, and we're everybody ended up in blended situations. And yeah, yeah. Tons so of kids both Dave family. and I grew up in. Hey, he had five Serge. in his family. Man, you can't bark on the Not live with stream. With a man bark like you that, you can't bark on. Look, go chase Come a on, squirrel if you got to. Do something. How yeah. long have we been going? Oh, we're good. We're doing. We've been on in about an hour, so that's good. Um. Look at this. I was going to show you. This is from my label. They sent me this. Blonde medicine. They sent us all hoodies. And it's nice because it's the first time I've received a comedy garment of any kind that was a lady size. <laughs> that was not a men's extra large. And I was thrilled. I opened it up and I was like, a women's medium. <laughs> Who knew comedy could figure this out? I was so excited when I opened it. Because I can't tell you how many festivals I've gone to where like you get like a nice little gift bag and they give you a men's extra large t-shirt. Always. So my kids have tons of t-shirts from comedy festivals and from clubs and stuff because they always just give you that. But I have, this is, like, I have two comedy things and I was so, so thrilled. I was so excited. That's nice. A women's merch. medium. Yeah, Gift, merch. Gifty merch. Yeah, cool. Gifty merch. Well, I need um, an opinion. Oh, yeah. Because the pandemic uh, has really done weird things. We've talked about this a lot to uh our appearances and our opinions of our appearances and our experience of our appearance and i felt really terrible i keep seeing pictures of myself and being like what (laughs) (laughs) is that real that's not me i mean i haven't had my nails done look at this look at my nail situation right now yeah like i painted mine but you know how you chip them and then you just keep repainting them look at those yes this is like ghastly i did they're grinch fingernails though <laughs> this fun that's fun but they're i cute. haven't plucked my eyebrows yeah. i haven't like my have these like my hair is all weird and dry and so um i got 
two boxes of hair dye. Oh, fun! This is what I usually use. Okay. It's the what is the color? Uh, French roast. Ooh. Okay. French roast. Uh, it's a deep bronzed brown. Okay. Um, and normally what I would do is I would go to the hairstylist and be like, do something really cool and drastic and yeah. interesting. I've yeah. had like all different colors of hair and really interesting hair. Um, but this is kind of just my like in between interesting hair. Yeah. And since it's the pandemic, I can't go. But then I got this, which is Midnight Iris. Ooh, I'm really liking this. I'm really liking is it. Is this like liking it in your mind though? No. Like. Is this going to look like... Here, let me see. I'm afraid that it's just going to look like too try-hardy or it's going to no, be... No, no, you no, know, no. like when you see women and they have that really one-tone hair and you're like... Um, it just looks cheap. It's often like a dark hair or a red hair. That's a red. I, can, I know what you're saying. I think this seems fun. So it's a really dark blue it's a very dark it's actually says dark intense indigo oh yeah it's dark, dark intense, intense indigo i like it i'm excited for it I usually when do i do it. dark hair then i really you do a lot more with makeup i okay you're saying there's a vaccine okay <laughs> i don't know if you noticed i put on lipstick today um As and earrings and uh i also kind of have had the same thing where like i had been seeing pictures of myself pre i had to I had to give a for an interview a bunch of pictures to people to, to somebody and I so I had to go through a, like a bunch of pictures from like last year and the year before and I was like who is this hot glamorous babe and I feel like such a futzy pile of mud and every time and I feel like the reality is is I feel like I feel like that and then when I look in the mirror I'll be like oh you're you look fine or or I'm like uh, do the thing where you open your phone and you see yourself from that angle and you're like, Jesus Christ, oh God. <laughs> like, one or the two. Uh, but, one or the two. But, like, I I feel like it's time, like, maybe it's time to start getting back into feeling good, you know? And if and it's, for a while it felt really pointless. Like, who's going to see? But also, like, I'm still in the same way. Like, I would love to buy some new clothes, but I have no idea what season it's going to be that we will be emerging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... I don't want to like spend like spend a bunch of money on clothes that are pandemic clothes. I think that that's going to be the style, though. I think when we come out of pandemic, I've been hopeful because what I've been seeing, paying attention to fashion, except is, you know, right, that the Roaring Twenties happened that's after true. the nineteen eighteen. That's story. true, but not for like another year. We might we be have in a year fringe. I think we have we're going to have a year of people still kind of sweat pants in it and being comfy before everybody's like. Before everybody, everybody's vaccinated, everybody feels safe. I also think you'll have, like, everybody, like people will get vaccinated. You have a year. We're a year away from everybody, everybody getting vaccinated. That's not including the people who refuse to and the people who can't afford to and blah, blah, blah. So you have, you're a year away from people feeling comfortable in a bar, you know? Yeah. So I think you are, you're a year away. There are three squirrels fighting in that tree. That is a real get squirrel sir. fight. Um, but that, I feel like you're... You know, you're a year out from having to, like, next, think next Christmas we'll be going to a party. So is now the time to use blue hair dye or no? Yes, because. Because <laughs> if think, it's a bad idea, then it'll be gone yes, by then. Yes, exactly. That's why I cut my hair. I've been cutting my hair way too much. I've cut off, like, six or, eight, six or seven inches. And I just kept, like, 
trying out new things with it because it'll be quite I've definitely by the done time my bangs done. and I need to do it again. But I, I want to do my hair. I want to do my hair color before I do my, my I, cut. I, okay. Have you ever done that color before? I did one time. Okay, so when purple hair started getting really popular again, like a couple of years ago, yeah, I tried to do a. Oh, here comes Murray. Oh, Murray has a hoodie sweatshirt with ears. Mur, come here. Can we show the? Can we show the viewers? Mur, come here. He may not jump up because he he got a haircut yesterday and it always kind of throw him off. Oh my and god. And he's quite feeling quite elderly right now. But this is Murray right now. <laughs> Oh my God, that sweater. Serge, you're such a jealous baby. Yeah, that's our bunny Murray. Oh my God. Murr, I love you. <laughs> that is so great. Well, I, I think it's a perfect time to try it because if you look amazing, you know. Okay, well, so, so this is what happened. I did that purple color and I looked stupid. Really? I looked really stupid because it was like, oh, everybody has this purple hair now. Yeah. And it didn't look chic. Like, I just want to look chic. I was on a Zoom call with a friend and colleague the other day, and she was sitting in her home, and it was like all blonde wood and like black and white pictures with white frames, and she had on this chunky sweater, white, cream-colored white sweater that was all nubby, and then she had on a heart-shaped black-framed glasses what a bitch how she dare looked you? how dare you so <laughs> fucking cool and i was like if i put that on i would look like a clown i i like came home and looked up those glasses i was like heart-shaped black thick black frame glasses like who can pull that off this girl looked so chic i just want to look chic i am not chic how can i look chic is it the blue hair? <laughs> it's the blue. Wouldn't I feel like... What is it going to take? I'm going to be really honest with you. I can picture you with the blue hair, but it's fresh from a cut and color. Yeah. Okay? It's You've just come uh -huh. out. You've gotten one of those saucy little, like, not an A-line bob, but just like a little bit. And it's very loose and flowy and saucy and kind of sharp ends. And it's black and it's blue and you're just it's so good see i used to always have that haircut and then i had a colleague that had that haircut and i didn't like her at all yeah and so i was like she's got my haircut i can't have that haircut yeah certain uh, women have a, lot, a few women have ruined the a-line for yeah. all of us forever like it's it's a done haircut for sure but i'm just picturing like a real like a nice bob like a, a long bob yeah a lob with a nice yeah. But, with yeah. a fringe, but but what's gonna happen right now is you're gonna okay. I'm gonna be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I know. You're this, gonna, is why, this is why I haven't done. I've had this for a week. You're and gonna like, do it, and you're you're gonna. I'm gonna either, look stupid. No, if you can be brave, it could happen. Because <laughs> you're gonna have to cut at the same time you color. Because right now, if you dye your hair like oh, that, it's it's gonna look it's garbage. It's gonna look bad, and it's gonna look a little like fried. Yeah. But if you are willing to chop off an inch when you do it, you're gonna be like eh, that worked. It's not that hard to cut your own hair. I've been I watched YouTube videos, gotten pretty good. I've been doing the kids and Alex too. So well, I cut everybody's hair in my family. See, Dude. but I've never cut my own hair. It's not my bangs. It's not hard. Like you know, obviously. But how is it like? How do you get it like the same? You have to do a pull and snip. Like you pull up and you just sort of like measure in the mirror as you're doing it. Like you're like I am taking two inches off of everything, and then at the very end you layer. 
You just get some layers going. It takes some practice. It's take. That's why I've taken six to seven inches off. Was I meant to take two, oh. and then it was four, and then it was six. You know, each time I get a little better at it. But it's a time. It's time to be brave, and to do the things. A friend of mine, I just saw her, and she had cut her hair. She had long, really pretty hair. She and with bangs. She had cut everything to bang length, and then shaved up the sides. Uh, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> And she was like, I don't know. I wanted to. And it's <laughs> pandemic and I wanted to. I wanted to well, do so it. I have, I she have, pulls it off. She's I gorgeous. didn't do any of those like drastic pandemic cuts, obviously, like early on in the pandemic, which I saw a lot of people did. Hey, come on, Serge. Serge. I call him Serge. I don't know why. It's just it's more cl- It's closer to a name than Cirque. Cirque, nobody knows what Cirque is. Serge just sounds like what you yell at a dog who's barking. Yeah, why don't you go inside? Why don't you go in and see if Bodhi's done with school? Yeah, I'm not interested in this drama. I'm not interested in this drama. <laughs> You're interested, <laughs> apparently. I'm her. Um, but yeah, people... So didn't- I didn't do that because I was like, well, eventually we're going to go back and I don't want to look stupid. You know, and now I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back and I'm probably always going to look stupid anyway. <laughs> I think, I think maybe... Cut color, otherwise maybe just do your usual because... I have been feeling the same way though. I feel very. Uh, I'm just gonna put it on the side. Okay. I don't know what he's doing. Let's see. What what else do we have? Uh, Sir, come on. Let's go. Come on. Uh, I joined TikTok. Yeah, that's it. That's the whole story. I don't even know. Yeah, go inside. TikTok. Um, I'm what sick of Twitter. I'm sick of Twitter. Twitter makes me feel like I want to die, and it stresses me out yeah, so bad. So and it, bad. it gives me an anxiety attack every time I'm on there. Yeah, Sometimes I'll be so mad at Alex because he'll be on Twitter, and he's just laughing. He's just, like, scrolling what and, like, chuckling. Twitter? And I'm like, who do you follow that Twitter is fun for you? No. Oh, honey. Cirque, come here. Come here. You're going to make it so we have to end this podcast. Um, so I joined TikTok because people are like, uh, everything I like on Twitter is on TikTok anyway. Oh, honey. Cirque. Hi, Bodie. Hi. I like your jams. How's pajama day? Good. Hey, go with Bodie. He's barking. Go with Can Bodie. Go with, go with Bodie. Come on. Oh, we got a comment. I'm going to read it. Sure. What is wood chomping? Oh, yeah. So that's what Sir. I was just about to tell you. Sir, go, go on. Go, go on. Go. 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 I don't know what. He's got some bug up his butt. Is he mad because he doesn't have his jammies on? Um, so I've been... Bodie, are you on TikTok? No. Okay, he's he's a good boy, not like my kids. I'm having it. Thank you. Thank you, Bodie. Um, I so I got on there. First of all, let me just tell you, it's a delight. Okay, it's just videos of like dogs and kids and do DIY stuff. No stress. You know how like. I don't know if you start your day by getting on Twitter and disassociating for an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, not an hour and a half, but for like a half an hour till I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah, until I feel until I feel like garbage, and then I go about my day. And then I do that before bed as well, for mm-hmm. some reason. I get on Twitter, and then I feel horrible. TikTok, you're just like, <laughs> these kids, why are they? And people are like, they do a thing, and then they all do a thing, and it's fun. And I was like, this is how I'm going to dissociate from now on uh, on my phone, is I'm going to do TikTok instead. But I have found uh, there's a wood chopping uh, TikTok, which is all strapping people just chopping wood. And, oh, I could get into that. Uh, 10 out of 10. Five, 15 stars. <laughs> uh, it's just exactly 
What? And See, the other reason I haven't gotten on any of these other ones is because I'm like, I don't really want to be on any social media. Yeah. So why am I going to get another social but media? It's, here's what's great about it. They're strangers. But, but you have to get off. Yeah, twi- but I have. Like, I haven't hardly, ever since I, I basically was like, Found wood chopping Twitter and have been our, our TikTok have been on Twitter like. But eight, how are you going to know minutes. the minutia of the Warnock Ossoff? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. How am I going to stress out completely over the fact that we're getting a six hundred dollars stimulus check that I have no control over, and yet maybe if I read enough articles on it, right. I'll have. Maybe control. if I like enough posts about. Yeah. This is not enough. Twitter gives me a false sense of control, which is never good for me because it makes me feel like I have, I'm doing something and I'm not. And it just, oh, it just is killing me. But I, I, like this morning I had my coffee. I watched a bunch of TikToks of handsome people chopping wood and some, some fun kids doing memes. And I, it's also, it's strangers, which I had this realization watching it that I was like, I'm so sick of Instagram. I'm so sick of seeing like, it's weird. I, I got off Instagram. I got I deactivated my account for, like, three months. And then I got back on because I had to start promoting the podcast and stuff. And then also I was like, well, it's pandemic. Like, you don't really know what people are up to. Turns out I don't care. Unless you are chopping wood or uh, showing me how to make a resin tray. Uh, I don't I did know. the resin tray thing, like, three months ago. I know. So I over the resin I know. tray. So <laughs> I just, I, I, like, so appreciated, like, instead of for once getting on my phone and like feeling so like hopeless instead I just was like Look see, at this guy see who you're these- better about behavior changing because what I do is like I'm like okay I'm gonna read I'm gonna read I have plenty of things that I can read I you know I'll go pick up my, my library holds and I'll read and I'll do it for like a week and then I'll have read my book and I'll take it back and then I can't quite coordinate to get my new book or it's on hold or something and so then I'm like, well, I guess tonight I'm looking at social media or I guess this morning I'm looking at social yeah. media and then I just never get another book until I get the guilt until I. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, am I going to get TikTok talk now so that I can give myself one more excuse to not do what I should be doing, which is reading a book. I'm not going to. I've accepted that there is a certain amount of my day, uh, which is garbage. You're, Ursula Le Guin, who I love so much. Her, her, I love her morning routine is like, she wakes up at seven from seven to nine. She lays in bed thinking, then she gets up and has some breakfast. She writes from 10 to like 10 to one. And then she basically says that from the hours of four to 10 PM, they aren't worth mentioning. Those are not useful hours. They're nobody's business. And I, I've accepted that a certain amount of my day is time wasted. It's always going to be. And I, yeah, would I love to be the kind of person who like, no, you know what? I, I feel like that's what pandemic has taught me. I was a very busy person before. I haven't been busy in pandemic. I don't really feel like what I was doing before was accomplishing. Like, yeah, I and I have like I well, and I don't mean I, I don't mean reading as an accomplishment at all. Just I mean reading enjoyment. is not poisoning. Myself. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's it's disassociating in a way that's not destructive to See, my I'm psyche. still I just read fantasy sci-fi still poison me still poison I just like I just I'm not like even garbage. talking like literature or anything I just mean like a way that I could get out of my head for a yeah. little while and you know be somewhat entertained or something um I don't mean to be to be productive but you know what actually I did I have done it now three times I colored 
in a coloring book. Oh, did you? You're coloring. And I know that we went through that trend a few years ago, and I was like, nope, not buying it. That's not for me, even though I loved color. And I think Dave was gone the other day, and there was a box. Bodhi had had the coloring crayons out, and there was a box when I'm sitting there, and I was like, I know where there's a coloring book, and I'm going to sit down for half an hour yeah. and color. And let me tell you, I am a really good colorer. Oh, I'm sure that you are. <laughs> I know that you and are. And it was so satisfying to, like, pick the colors, to draw the lines, to, to like, start something and finish something in half hour. It was really, really, it's, it felt I, good. I get that. And, like, I painted yesterday for the first time in a while. Yeah, so you do that. And I do that. Uh, I'm not much of a colorer just because, you know, I don't like to be confined. So <laughs> I was never a good colorer. But I, like, I, I painted yesterday, and it was one of the first times. Lately when I've painted, I've done, like, the little paint and chats. And I yesterday couldn't get my phone to work, couldn't get anything to work because so I was just like, fuck it. And I just ended up painting, and I was like, oh, right, I was doing this before without an audience just for myself. And I need to go back to doing that because like, you know, I've gotten so used to in the pandemic still trying to like make live streams and connect with people and do stuff. And I was like, oh, you used to just like paint. And actually it's pretty relaxing. And that was very nice. It was nice to do that. So the, so the coloring thing, you know, I have done art my whole life. I actually have a degree in art. And so the problem with doing something like that, like just free painting is that I feel like what I should be able to do with paint uh, or with ceramics or whatever should be um, really thoughtful. Like I should be working on a body of work. Art. I yeah. should be making, making art. art. And yeah. with the coloring, I'm not gonna make art. Yeah. I'm just gonna color. Yeah. And so that was that's a little bit of a hang up for me too. Is that I've always been a, uh, a person who creates and an artist person, but that's not necessarily going to release me into that's so that like mindless yeah. state oh you got dressed huh no more jamma day look at this cute kid god he's like a foot taller taking out his trash taking it out he's a good boy yeah he's never done this before well, he's without be, prompting he's, so he must maybe be interested in what we're doing he wants to be a part of the pod <laughs> i mean wouldn't you my kids have no interest do you want to be part of the podcast you have some notes do you have any notes we were just discussing you because I feel like I have three sons, you know, mm -hmm. and I was saying I feel like you need brother energy. You need to be around my boys so you can be a part of this. Like, my kids are 12, 15, and 17, and you need to, you need to be in the mix. We need to get you in there, get you in the mix. Yeah, he's into it. He's down. <laughs> he's down. Yeah, that's about as enthusiastic as he'll get about anything. That's perfect. Unless he's You and Henry, I feel you. like you and Henry will hit it off. Henry's very like that, too. Henry's like, okay. I'm like, he's thrilled, actually. That's Henry thrilled. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> okay. I love how much like Dave he looks. Oh my God. It's the cutest thing. <laughs> that was the hat that he got for hunting. And I'm um, pretty sure he hasn't taken it off. Oh, cute. His hunting hat. He's got his hunting hat on. Well, yeah. I have to pee so bad. So I think we're going to have to call this a stream because. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, professional. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. But, um, yeah. I had some other notes here real quick on your opinion on do all men snore? Yes. Yes, all men snore. We can discuss it on another a later date. I've never I don't I'm not saying women don't snore. I'm saying every man I have ever lived with or slept with or spent or the night known, with Yeah, known anything snore. about. Every snores. man snores. Yeah. Every single man. Uh, just wanted to confirm that that was your experience also. 
and uh, we talked about the Grinch penis. Oh, I just want to let you know, uh, I like Weatherman. Okay. Really? Yeah, I know. I thought you would. Shameful. I know. I knew you wouldn't approve of it. I want to come clean. I feel like you need to know. Oh, the uh, teeth I, and the skin yep, and the hair. Love it. I'm into it. I realized I have a crush on the, 208's Brian Holmes. He's a former. I love what he's doing with 208. I love him. Uh, Where'd you get that Burlington Coat Factory? Oh yeah, in I a did. set. In a set. Yeah, there were three suits in one box. Oh, I'm into it. I don't know what it is. Uh, before that, I had a crush on Scott Dorval. Really? Yeah, Channel Six, baby. He always looked like a jockey to me. Ooh, a little—he's a little tiny weatherman. Put him in my pocket. Know if it's sunny or not. I love it. I love it. It's always sunny. It's so always sunny. So cute. I think he's so cute. But I realized because Brian Holmes from Two Hundred Eight, we've—I uh, was—I really like that. I love that somebody's actually doing a show like that in Boise. But he used to be a weatherman, and I'm like, man, I have the hots for him. Like I have always. And then I was like, and Scott Dorval. So hang on. This is a where are you a weather person I should say. Vin, what's his name? Vin. Something. Are you sure? Channel Seven? Which channel? No, he was on Nine for a long time. I was probably into him. Probably into <laughs> him. the only one I ever haven't. I never liked was Channel Sevens. Just he's too white. Larry. Larry. Oh. Oh, Larry Gerber. Yeah. Gerber. Gerber. Oh. Gerber. One time I was in. I was at the airport, and he is his wife. were also at the airport, sitting across from me. And she was having an incredibly loud, I hope people hear me conversation that was so distinctly racist. Uh, like one of those like dog whistle conversations that was like, um, oh, you know, I just love to get back to, we were in Salt Lake flying to Boise, I think, or maybe we were Boise flying to Salt Lake. But she was like, oh, I just love to get back to Boise because it's like the air, you know, you are like, the airport doesn't smell weird, and, and it was all these things that were like, I like to be in a place that smells like, that is mostly white people. That's my Larry Gebert story. Well, she's with the right guy, because that guy is the athletic shoe of a personality. <laughs> and I, by athletic shoe, I mean shoes that you would never yeah. actually wear to do athletics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the real high-toppy, heavy. And, and like really like worn out and just kind of slops down yeah. onto the yeah. ground. Yeah. That's what that guy no, reminds Larry, me not of. Larry Gebert, not Larry Gebert. No, no, nobody on Channel 7 is attractive. That's just a See, fact. I have, maybe, I haven't watched maybe the like guard has changed. Except for Maggie. Decades. I think Maggie O'Mara is over there now. They the Old guard, Channel 7, no go. Some of the new guard. I love Maggie O'Mara. She's lovely. Um, she, she, we interact Where on Twitter. Where are you Twitter. on Al Roker? Uh, I don't care. For, <laughs> I don't care about any national. I'm only local, local news. news. It's all, yeah, no, 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 no. No national. I like a local weather person. <laughs> Regardless of gender, i Do you I'm remember Marla Ming? No. Marla Ming was one of our local weather people. And her name was not actually Marla Ming, but she was, um, that was her stage name. Anyway, I always felt terrible for her because she was so bad at her job. Oh, no. Yeah. But she was so beautiful that I think that they were like, well, it'll, it'll be fine. Like, it's not that hard. It shakes out. But she would just kind of like stand there and like look like a deer in the headlights. Oh, I do remember her. I remember her just from your description because I remember (laughs) a very beautiful woman who was always kind of (laughs) like, She just seemed totally baffled <laughs> oh, all the time. So they would put her in the slots, like the fill-in slots, yeah. like the Saturday morning slot or, oh, yeah. you know, the fill-in. She was, yeah. Well, that's all my notes. Okay. And, uh, people can listen. Uh, a couple episodes are going to go up. We're not, sure. yeah. <laughs> We're only two behind, and this one's going to take some editing. I'm, I, I'm very sad that we got everything finally right, and I was so careful. I got the input levels right. I was like got everything and then the card was full so 
great. That's Alex's fault, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people can listen. Uh, one should be going up later today, I think. And then, this, yeah, uh, some other ones are. And then next too. week is Christmas week. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know when to do that too. Yeah. But maybe we'll do a pop. Maybe we'll do a pop. Yeah. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye.